And let's open our Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 14. Acts chapter 14. I'm going to read verse 8 to verse 10. Acts chapter 14. From verse 8 to verse 10. Acts chapter 14, verses 8 to 10. If you are there, shout hallelujah. You are looking for it, say wait for me. <laughs> Acts chapter 14, from verse 8 to verse 10. The choristers are still looking for their Bibles. I read. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had failed to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. And he did what? He leaped and walked. Amen. This morning, the topic of our discussion is ransomed and healed. Ransomed and what? And healed. The Bible says in that passage that there sat a certain man. A certain man. And that means, the, I mean, the man is his name is not included so that any of us can insert our names in this narrative. The key thing concerning that man is in verse 9, the Bible says, Paul looked at him steadfastly and perceived that he had faith to be healed. In other words, if you are going to receive what the Lord has packaged for you today, you need what? The faith to be healed. You need the faith to receive. So the Bible talks of a certain man who had faith to be healed. And you can put your name there this, this morning. Like I would say, Fulani Akinshola has faith to be healed. Fulani Akinshola has faith to receive. God is here today to do what? To give. But do, are you ready to receive? Not many people here are ready to receive. God is here prepared to give. Are you ready to receive? Yes. You only need a little faith to do what? To receive. And as we go into the words this morning, I pray that the faith to receive, the Lord will grant unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. I said the Lord will grant unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. So we say ransomed and healed. This certain man, was at a place called Lystra. Lystra, the word Lystra means ransoming. It means what? I know it's not a common English language. But ransoming is simply an act of paying a ransom. Is what? It's the act of paying a ransom. And we know that a ransom is a consideration paid or demanded for the release of someone or something from captivity. Many of us are familiar with, this, with stories about 
the people, what they call kidnappers, right? When kidnappers kidnap your goat, if you are going to get that goat back, you must do what? You must pay a ransom. So the act of you paying a ransom to get your goat back is what? Is what is called ransoming. So the name Lystra means ransoming. It means to pay money in order to get to set someone free. But you know, brethren, Jesus went a step further. Jesus did not just pay money to get us free. Every one of us, naturally, tell somebody naturally. Naturally, we are under the bondage of the devil. But Jesus came. That's why 1 John chapter 3 verse 8 says, He said, For this cause was the Son of Man manifested, that he might do what? Destroy the works of the devil. Every work of the devil in your life will be destroyed today in Jesus' name. Jesus came to give his life a ransom for you and I. He didn't stop at paying. Brethren, money loses value. True or false? Money loses value. That's why $1,000 today is the equivalent of maybe $10 10 years ago. What they call inflation. Money loses value. But the blood of Jesus never loses its value. Jesus came to pay a ransom with what? With his own blood. Not with anything pecuniary. Not with something that can be obtained or bought or received. Jesus gave himself a ransom for all. He was a ransom for the sin and sickness of mankind. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, 1 Timothy chapter 2, from verse 5. 1 Timothy chapter 2, from verse 5. 1 Timothy 2, 5. The Bible says, For there is one God, tell somebody one God, and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Verse 6, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. So Jesus gave himself a ransom for you and I. And that's very important. When you go to the Gospels, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, there are two um, instances where Jesus declared himself, he said it himself. He said, I came to give myself a ransom. And it's very peculiar, very unique. Because in every one of those places, it was followed by a demonstration of his healing power. Amen. In Mark chapter 10, verse 45. Mark chapter 10, verse 45. Jesus made a declaration. He said, even the Son of Man came, not to be ministered unto, but to minister. And to do what? And to, give his life. And to do what? To give his life a ransom for many. Jesus said, I came not to minister. I mean, not to be ministered unto, but to minister. But beyond that, I came to give my life a ransom. And if you are familiar with that passage, you know that from verse 46 to verse 52 is the story of the man we normally refer to as Brother Blind Bartimaeus. Even after he was, I mean, his blindness was healed. But Jesus made us to understand that he came to give his life a ransom. And the next thing we, we see him going to Jericho. 
And as he departed from Jericho, Bartimaeus was by the railway side. And he began to shout, Jesus, thou son of David, do what? Have mercy on me. And he obtained mercy that day. Someone here will obtain mercy today. I said you will find mercy today. You see, but when you go to Matthew chapter 20, Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. You see, Jesus making the same declaration. Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. He said, even as the Son of Man came, not to be ministered unto, but to minister. And to do what? To give his life a ransom for many. He gave his life a ransom for you and I. Again, immediately after that, from verse 29 to verse 34, and we're going to be looking at that particular passage in depth. The Bible tells us about two blind men. The story is very similar to that of Bartimaeus. In Matthew chapter 20 from verse 29, the Bible says, As they departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside. When they heard that Jesus passed by, they cried out saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And the multitude rebuked them. And the what? The multitude. Brethren, the multitude will always want you to keep quiet, that you may not obtain your victory. The multitude will always want to silence you, that you may not obtain your healing. But like Bartimaeus, like these two blind men, what are you supposed to do to the multitude? What do you do to the multitude? When they tell you to keep quiet, what do you do? Shout them all. These two blind men were rebuked by the multitude. See, the multitude did not just tell them to keep quiet. The Bible said they, they rebuked them. And said, you are disturbing the peace. Hold your peace. But they cried the more saying, have mercy upon us. O Lord, thou son of David. And Jesus stood still. Amen. And called them and said, What will ye that I shall do unto you? They say unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion on them. He will have compassion on you today. Amen. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight. And they followed him. That's why we sang that song at the beginning that says, What? Touch me one more time, O Lord. These men needed healing in their eyes. But your healing may not be in your eyes that you need. Maybe any part of your body. What you need is a touch of the living God. Receive that touch today in Jesus' name. Now I want to take note of a few things about these men before we pray. The first thing about them is they recognized who Jesus was. They recognized that Jesus was the son of David. If you are going to receive your miracle today, if the Lord is going to touch you like he has proposed and promised, you must recognize who Jesus is. And let that translate to who Jesus is or can be for you. When you go through the scriptures, we have some names that are referred to as the redemptive names of God. These names tell us who God is. And who he can be. In this particular passage that we read, 
These two blind men recognize Jesus as the son of David. They say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. Or have mercy upon us. And it's very important that they recognize him as the son of David. Because brethren, one of the strongest prayers of mercy in the Bible is the book of Psalm chapter 51. That is a prayer that David prayed after he had killed Uriah. And he had taken his wife for a for what? I mean, his, uh, Uriah's wife, he had brought her into his house. He killed another man. He committed adultery. He stole his wife. And he cleaned his mouth as if he had done nothing. Like many of us do. Because nobody sees us. But God saw him. And the Bible says the thing that David did, did what? Displeased God. Your ways will not displease God. Amen. I say your ways will not displease God. Amen. Because when your ways displease God, then God is against you. Then God sent a man of God, prophet Nathan, unto David. In 2 Samuel chapter 11, you see, I mean, this, the, 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 the story from verse 1 to verse 8. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, from verse 13 to verse 14, we see the encounter between Nathan and David. And when Nathan made David to realize that he had committed a grievous sin before God, the Bible says, David said unto Nathan in verse 13, 2 Samuel 12, 13. He said, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord has also put away thy sin. Thou shalt not die. Brethren, the Bible says the wages of sin is what? Is death. The Bible says, He that covereth his sin shall do what? Shall not prosper. How are you treating your sin? Are you pampering it and hiding it? Or are you throwing it out and saying, no, this sin will not debar me from making heaven? Or maybe bringing it nearer home still. Are you saying, this sin will not prevent me from obtaining mercy? Because if David had not opened up and said, have mercy upon me, he would not have obtained mercy. I pray for you one more time this afternoon or this morning. You will obtain mercy. Amen. I said you will obtain mercy. So these brethren knew that the God of mercy was the God that had mercy upon David. And they came before the Lord and said, Lord, Jesus, thou son of David, do what? Have mercy on me. And Jesus had no choice but to have mercy on him. He will have mercy on you today. Amen. I said we have mercy on you today. So they recognized Jesus, who Jesus was. And I started talking about the seven redemptive names of the Lord. When we started, as we said, this, this, uh, the, 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 the important man at Lystra, he had the faith to be healed. All you need this morning is the faith to receive. The faith to do what? The God we serve is willing to give whatever it is you want from him. Whatever it is you desire from him, he's willing to give so long as you are ransomed. Because what we are discussing this morning is what? Ransomed and healed. One of those covenant names of God is one we know very much, the Jehovah Rapha. In Exodus chapter 15 verse 26. Exodus 15 26. 
He said to the children of Israel, if you will diligently hearken, if you will obey my word, if you will do what I ask you to do, there are some diseases that are meant for Egyptians. I will make sure that none of the diseases of the Egyptians are put upon you. And then he goes on to say, For I am the Lord that does what? I am the Lord that healed thee. I am your Jehovah Rapha. Your healing is in my hands. And I have no reason to withhold it. That is a name of God. Those blind men wanted the mercy of God. They realized that only the, I mean, the, 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 the son of David will avail them of that mercy. When you go to Ezekiel chapter 48 verse 35, the Bible says our God is the Jehovah Shammah. The Lord that is where? Where is he? The Lord that is here. Ezekiel 48 verse 35. The Lord is here. Is he here or not today, brethren? Is the Lord here or not this morning? You will touch him in Jesus' name. More importantly, he will touch you in Jesus' name. The third name we are going to look at before we continue, I'm not going to go to all the names, is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord my provider. In Genesis chapter 22, verse 14. Genesis 22 verse 14. We know the story of Abraham. Abraham was going to sacrifice his son Isaac. And as he took the knife, he was going to sacrifice the young man. The Bible says, the Lord called unto him and said, don't harm the boy. When Abraham lifted up his eyes, he saw a ram held in the ticket. The sacrifice that God had prepared for that boy. And he let go. And Abraham said, well, if the Lord can see my situation here and provide what I need, definitely the name of this place is Jehovah Jireh. And brethren, the Lord is here today. The Lord sees what you need. The Lord is here to provide it for you. Do you want to receive? Are you going to receive? He is the Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, my healer, the Lord, your healer. He's the Jehovah Shammah. The Lord that is here is the Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider. So the first thing they, 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 the two blind men did, they recognized who Jesus was. Number two, they voiced out their recognition by shouting to Jesus. And they will not be quieted. They shouted to Jesus. They will not keep quiet. There's an adage where I come from that says, when you keep quiet, what happens? What happens when you keep quiet? Your problem will keep quiet with you. In other words, when you keep quiet, you don't get a solution to the problem that will have been solved if only you will talk to somebody. If only you will open up to God. If only the time you spend crying, you spend praying. I hope you know there's a difference between crying and praying. If only the time you spend complaining, you will spend doing what? Praising. If you have to talk, you have to open your mouth. Do what? Praise Him. Praise Him. You don't need to sing like our choir will sing. 
If all you can do all the long is just to say, Lord, I thank you. Do you know you are praising him by saying that? Let me ask us a question. Is it difficult to just say, Lord, I thank you? Is it di- how difficult is it to say that? When you continuously give him thanks, I read something somewhere. I don't know. I think it's a story that was made up by someone, but I'm going to share it. It talks about maybe, is it a bird that was complaining because of his situation? It was in a barren land. There was no food. There was no provision. And the bird was complaining of his situation. And he came across a dove that was going to heaven. I said, tell God of my situation. There's nothing here. And he said, ah, the way you are, you will soon die. You are given, as I say, you are given seven years time or seven, because there will be no relief. There will be no, there will be no relief in this situation for the next seven years. And so the, his message was conveyed unto, unto God. And an angel sent a message back to him and said, tell him that he should just be doing what? He's just be praising God. In that situation that he's in, anytime he feels like giving up, he should do what? He should praise God. And so he came and he passed the message across to him and he went away. And he said he came back in a short while, maybe either within a seven days or a month, I don't know. And he said, what did he find? He found out that the location where that board was was now green. Everything was luscious. I hope that's correct English. It was green, pastor, very, a place you would desire to stay. And so he said he went and met the angel that gave him. He said, look, you said it would take seven years. That this guy will be in this place for seven years. But the place has changed. He said, why? He said, because every time this man ran or this creature ran into adversity, what was he doing? He was praising God. He was praising God. If you will learn to praise God, whatever situation you are in, God can turn it around. Has he not done it before? The wall of Jericho came down when they shouted. We don't know what they shouted, but we can give some suggestions. Can you suggest what they shouted? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Glory. I want somebody to shout this morning. Your shout will give you victory in Jesus' name. The army of Jehoshaphat came together. When the enemy that surrounded them would overmatch them. And after they had prayed, they had fasted. And in case you don't know, today is the 17th day that we are supposed to have been fasting. Amen? Amen. After they had prayed and they had fasted, the Bible says, they, I mean, Jehoshaphat organized his army into a, I mean, to a, a, a singing group. And they began to sing. And as they sang, the Bible says, God sent ambushment. Say ambushment. ambushment. He sent ambushment to the camp of their enemies. Amen. Their enemies were destroyed. Those that were left, they ran away. The Bible says it took three days for Jehoshaphat and his host to take the, 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 the booty of war back to Jerusalem. All they did was, they did what? They, they praised God. They shouted. They worshipped God. Why is it difficult for you to just say thank God? Why is it difficult for you to just say praise God? Before you do, I mean, some of us, when we're in church, we are gentlemen and ladies, right? When we're on the road, all those things they call curse words. 
with the definition of each one of them, we know them. Instead of telling the man, I mean, giving the, the, the man or the woman that has offended you the story of his life, if you open your mouth and say, thank you, Jesus, do you know what's going to happen? Your anger will what? Will just die. You will end up not sinning against God, against yourself, and against your children. Is somebody with me this morning? Learn to say what? Thank you, Jesus. Tell somebody, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As if you mean to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As if there's a reward for you, say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As if when you say it, you will receive, say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You will receive this morning in Jesus' name. I said you will receive in Jesus' name. Amen. So this man voiced out the recognition by shouting to Jesus. And they will not be quieted. Nobody could silence them. They pleaded for mercy. That was the next thing. We've talked about that already. They pleaded for mercy. They did not listen to the multitude to hold their peace. In the case of these two men, the multitude told them, keep quiet. In the case of many of us, nobody has even said anything. But we have, we have spoken to ourselves and we refuse to voice out anything that glorifies the name of the Lord. We have refused to take any step that God will approve of and reach out unto us. They did, the Bible says, thou shalt not join the multitude to do what? The multitude always has a tendency to do evil. And that tells me one thing. If you continue to follow the multitude, the multitude will deny you of your miracle. I pray for someone here today. The multitude will not deny you of your miracle. Amen. You will not consider the multitude to the detriment of your testimony. Amen. If you will own up to God and look up to him and to him alone, and stop listening to the multitude. Brethren, when those men were shouting, were they noticed or not? Did others notice them or not? Yes. You don't want to, if you don't want to be noticed in the things of God, it's the same way you will not be noticed in anything in life. Is somebody listening to me this morning? You said, ah, no, 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 I mean, that is very extreme. Even when it is not in any way extreme. Do you know that only extremists will make heaven? Is somebody listening to me this morning? Only extremists will do what? Will make it to heaven. Only those that are not ashamed of Jesus. Is that not what he said? He said, those of you who are not ashamed of me before men, I will not be ashamed to declare you unto my father. Can you ask your neighbor, are you ashamed of Jesus? Will your testimony, brethren, give him glory? Or will your testimony drive men away from his presence? The more they shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. Everybody paid attention to them. But they needed the attention of only one man. Who was that person? Jesus. Did they get the attention or not? The Bible says Jesus stood still. He stood still. Brethren, Jesus is not passing here today. Jesus is here. Amen. I hope you know there's a difference. He's here. 
And so long as you have come into this house today, you have come to meet him. And he will pay attention to you in Jesus' name. Amen. I say he will pay attention to, to you in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked him a question. He said, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Is he still asking that question today? For as many as will worship him, for as many as will not be ashamed to say, Jesus, son of David, you alone can do it for me, intervene in my situation. For as many as can say, I am ransomed, and because I am ransomed, I deserve to be healed. For as many as can say, I have the faith to receive. Whatever it is you want to receive from him. Jesus had compassion on them, he touched their eyes and immediately, that's more than immediately. Immediately. immediately they received their, their sight. Their eyes were open. And then the Bible says they followed him. They did what? They followed him. There's a song we sing that says, I have decided to do what? I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back, no turning back. If no one joins me, if no one joins me. Still I will fall if no one joins me, if no one joins me, still I will follow. If no one joins me, still I will follow. No turning back, no turning back, no turning the cross before me, the cross before the world behind me, the world behind me, the cross before me, the cross before me, oh yes, the world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me, no turning back, no immediately they were healed. The reason some of us are not receiving our miracles is because there is a, an instruction that follows. And God knows you will not obey. Because even before the, before the miracle comes, you are full of excuses to God on why you will not do the little things he wants us to do. The Bible tells us 
yeah, please, you can, please don't go, go, don't stay there, don't go to your seat. We are ministering together. Amen? Amen. The Bible says that there was a time that Peter was put in prison. Because God had used him. And the, 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 the Sadducees and the Pharisees, the head of the people, they were envious of them. I mean, they were angry with Peter and John. And they caught them and put them in the prison. In Acts chapter 5, from verse 17 to verse 21, in verse 18, the Bible says, they laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. Verse 19. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, very important in verse 20. They were brought out, they were given an instruction. Go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. And brethren, what did Peter do? When they had, they entered the temple early in the morning and they taught. The high priest and those that put them in prison were looking for them. They went to the prison. The prison was shut. The prisoners, I mean, the guards, the, whatever you call them, the wardens were there, but the prisoners were in the temple preaching. Because God knew, if I set Peter free, every instruction I give to him, he will do what? He will carry out. If God sets you free today, will you obey him? Yes. If God gives you the desire of your heart today, will you obey him? If God proves in your situation that I am the Jehovah Jireh, I am the one that gives. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18, I believe, it says, Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. It is he that giveth thee the power to do what? To get wealth. If God gives you the power to get wealth today, and you become a wealthy man, you become a millionaire, you become a billionaire, will you remember him? Amen. Will you obey his instruction? The God you are not obeying when you are a hundred near. The God you are not obeying when you are a thousand near. You are not saying, God, when I become a millionaire, I will obey you. Your obedience will determine if you will keep your miracle. That's what has happened. Many have received their miracles and they've lost it. Because of what? Disobedience. Where do you stand this morning? Where do you stand this, this morning? You are the one.